classic Matthew Mole for you here on SFM 104 to 107. It's 8.41. You're with the JSB. I'm Michelle Constant. And of course, at this time on a Sunday morning, we focus on books, we focus on words, we focus on poetry. And uh, today we're looking a lot at um, teaching and uh Tomorrow, Monday, the 5th of October, is World Teachers Day. And over the last couple of hours, you've heard the testimonies from many people here on the show talking about teachers who opened doors, teachers who gave them wings, teachers who gave them confidence and helped them fly in ways that were wonderful and exciting and drove their futures. Now, there's a book that's been launched recently called Where Light Shines Through by Kimon Petides, and uh, it focuses on tales of can-do teachers in South Africa's no-fee public stories. What's wonderful about this book is it's about intimate personal tales, personal stories about teachers that are doing exciting, different things, teachers that have a passion, teachers that will and can make a difference. There's one wonderful story about a teacher called Favor, who is just the most fabulous person uh, at the uh, Kutwanong School for the Deaf and what she really believes and how she assists both uh, the other teachers but also pupils in a way that is quite moving uh, indeed. On the line we have Kimon Petides. He's the MD for Social Innovations and uh, the author of the book Where Light Shines Through. Kimon, thank you so much for joining us. Yes, good morning, Michelle. Thanks for having me on the show. You know, Kimon, we've had a, a theme driving through the show. A little bit earlier, we were talking to Richard Mabaso, who's the founder of the Mbumba Foundation, and he was talking about the importance of uh, offering young people and children a vision of what the world could be. So that vision could be that you don't have to become a pilot in order to travel the world, but simply that you could travel the world simply because of the other work that you do and the like. And really, I suppose in many ways, being a teacher is about teaching vision. What was your experience of the different teachers that you spoke to in the book? That's interesting, Michelle. I listened to that very inspiring interview with Richard and I thought, you know, in, in, in the book that I've written, I visited 16 teachers who I call can-do teachers over a period of two years. And the book characterizes a can-do teacher. But, but listening to him, I thought of one of the traits um, that I describe of a can-do teacher, and that is bringing hope. <clears throat> so, you know, yeah. you may think, and it is obviously, the role of a teacher is to stand in front of learners in the class delivering content. But one of the things that we look at in the book is the role of the teacher to bring hope, yes. to help a child imagine and realize her greatest possible self. And I think that is such a powerful way to come to school today where you think, yes, I'm here to deliver the maths, yeah. but I'm actually here to help this child imagine and realize her greatest possible self. So that interview um, with, with Richard really resonated with the messages of the book and the characteristics of a, can, of, of a can-do teacher. There's some extraordinary stories, and we will be teaching, uh, speaking to one of the teachers who's now an acting principal, Wilton Phillips. Uh, he's on the line at the moment, but I do want to stay with the book for a while. You know, right at the beginning of the book, you give an example of a can't-do school, and we don't need to mention names or even where it is or whatever, but describe in principle that particular school. Yeah, so Michelle, the, 
you know, there are there are about twenty seven thousand schools in South Africa. I mean, I, I I visited quite a small number of them, and there are sadly quite a large number of can't do schools in mm-hmm. the country. Um, you know, rather than talk about that that particular school, I I think what is important as a can do teacher is many, many can-do teachers leave university or there are young teachers going into service and they bring this attitude. And this book is all about attitude. Hmm. And many, many teachers find themselves in a can't-do school or a won't-do school. And really the challenge for a teacher going into that environment is to is to be that point of light in the school and to maintain the can-do. And there are stories in the book of teachers who I interviewed, who helped with the analysis, who found yes. that enormously, enormously difficult. So while this book is about personal attitude and the choices we make with the attitude we bring to our work every day, it's also about school culture, it's about institutional culture. And really, if you can be the points of light from your attitude that brings a culture and a can-do culture into a school, that is an enormous thing for a teacher to do, but it's not something which is particularly easy because you, there are many schools that don't hold that culture. You know, Kimon, you talk to something absolutely critical and it comes through in the book in various of the um, teacher interviews and uh, conversations is the fact that the school in many ways is an ecosystem and you need so many um, support responses um, within the school. So it's not just the teacher, it's also the headmaster or the headmistress, the principal. It's the other teachers, it's the community around and how important that ecosystem is. On the line, we do have Wilton Phillips, who is the acting principal at Hans Bay Academia in the Western Cape. Wilton, thank you so much for joining us. Good morning, Michelle. Thank you for having me. I was Utterly inspired by um, your story in the school on a, on a variety of levels. I suppose the first one was that you had had no intention of being a teacher when you started out your own uh, adult life. Tell us how that shift and change happened and how intrinsically the teacher in you burst out, if one wants to say. <laughs> That's true. I intended to become an investment analyst, but uh, as I grew up, I grew up in a family of teachers. So I think it was inevitable that I would shift into the education field. The meetings that we had with family gatherings, there was always a conversation going around education. Yeah. So um, I think uh, the bug bit uh, <laughs> as I, I went along in my uh, tertiary studies. You know, Wilton, um, one of the things that struck me in your story, and I think it comes out in a lot of the stories um, that Kimon has covered, was this idea of respect. Um, you know, when your pupils arrive in the class, it's like, good morning, ladies and gentlemen. And I was just saying to my colleagues here in the studio, what a wonderful thing that is, is to have a teacher who says, here you are, I respect you, I know what your value is, and I know where you could be and where you might already be if you position yourself. How important is that? Very important, the mindset of the learners. uh, You have to develop the mindset so that they can aspire to the dreams that they can attain. Uh, Within my context here in Hansby, 
We are so far away from all the universities, and being a young school of 10 years, uh, the learners don't have a reference, a close reference to uh, occupations where they can strive to. Mm. So it is very important as a teacher, and you were talking about it earlier, to instill that uh, confidence and also to showcase that there's something to strive for. It it doesn't mean that uh, a child is a poor child, uh, that he he or she has a poor mind. So that is the mindset that one must bring in when one comes into the classroom to uh, inspire the learners to achieve uh, their goals and dreams. Wilson, uh, Kimon, uh, we do have to go to a break. I'd like to ask you to both hold on the line. We're chatting to Wilton Phillips. He's the acting principal at Hans by Academia. And also to Kimon Petides, who is the MD of Social Innovations and the author of the book Where Light Shines Through. As the wildebeest migration winds down in the Masai Mara, the predators are full and fat after their epic feast. In the south, the animals are still waiting for the rain. It's the month of desperation, and prey animals have to watch their back more than normal. Jump aboard with Wild Earth Safari Live daily at 3 p.m. only on SABC3. The Jet Set Breakfast with Michelle Constant. Kimon Petides is the author of a book where light shines through tales of can-do teachers. It's an amazing book. Inspiring book, actually. I mean, I read it and I was just like, you, we forget, actually, how many wonderful people there are in this world, how many wonderful teachers there are in this world who make such a difference. And one of those teachers is Wilton Phillips. He uh, is an accounting teacher, but he's also the acting principal now at Hans by Academia. Wilton, one of the things that Kimon was suggesting was the importance of a great principal in order for the teachers to feel protected and supported. You've had to shift from being a teacher and protecting and supporting the, the kids in many ways to being a principal whose job is to protect the children, the teachers, etc., how have you found that shift and change? Uh, during this time, it's a, a different time under COVID, uh, and the shift in itself is uh, instilling confidence in uh, teachers and the learners during this time of uncertainty. So uh, it's it's quite challenging uh, managing under uh, a time where there's a fear of the unknown. So the voice and the influence of the manager and the teacher to instill confidence is the core uh, importance during this time. So that that has been a big shift because we're in uncertain times Mm. in a strange uh, environment currently. So that is the big uh, adaption for us all. Is this something that you, uh, uh, do you think you felt like you were a fish to water by becoming or acting principal? Or uh, where where do your passions lie? My passions lie with the the learners. So uh, being in the role as an acting principal, you have a bigger influence in not just the classroom, but the whole Mm. system. So all decisions that are made 
uh, folders back to the classroom. Yeah. So the position where I am now, I've got a bigger impact where I just, in the past, I just had an impact within the classroom. Yeah. Now all decisions leads to uh, to the classroom. So the role that is played now has a bigger uh, importance, a bigger impact uh, on the learner at the end of the day. I would like to quickly take you to uh, one of the parts of the story where you your your kids like really do get to go to come they come up to Joburg. I mean, Hansby is a small place, and it's a place that focuses mm-hmm. on tourism. Um, and and but yet your kids have managed to come up and be part of the Investec Challenge. That must just make you so. You must just burst with pride. Definitely, the the aim. Uh, was always to take the kids beyond the borders of Khansbay to see what is out there. Yeah. Um, as I referenced earlier, we're young school of 10 years, uh, so the reference uh, within the community of Khansbay is very small. So many of the learners uh, are first. They're the first to attain the matric in their family or the first to go to university or the first yeah. to... Uh, do well in the, the metrics of so the reference. The, f- the reference framework is quite small within the community of of, of Khansway. So these com- competitions expose not only those learners involved, but the other learners at the school, uh, where they can see that oh, this is possible to uh, attain. I could become an investment analyst. I can become. Uh, anything that I w- would like to, to become, even though I come from Khansby. So those were the aims of, of those competitions, to give the broader uh, exposure to the learners and uh, also give them a wider framework and reference to what they can achieve. Kimon, you know, one of the things that Wilton's noted, and you, you read it in his story, but you also read it in some of the other stories as well, is this idea of specific students who represent the success of the open doors, the, the feeding of light, the can-do-ism. Perhaps you could just uh, describe how the teachers respond when they talk about those particular students. Yeah, that is, as I said earlier, Michelle, that is, that is such a powerful thing, which, yeah. is, which is bringing hope and the role of a teacher. But, you know, some of the other traits of a can-do teacher, which are described in the book, for example, is, is care. Yeah. And care is such a fundamental trait of a teacher. And there's care, there's resilience, there's a willingness to evolve, because, you know, if you as the teacher are not willing to evolve, there is no way that you can help a child evolve. And one of the one of the teachers I interviewed, Tandeka Sibia, yes. is now in Europe. She's doing her PhD. She's made great sacrifices to go there, and she hopes to come back and, and influence education at the policy level. But as she says, you cannot be a teacher if you're not prepared to study, if you're not prepared to evolve. So really those teachers like Wilson, like Tandeka, like Faber, we talk about the influence they've had on this child or that mm. child, all the opportunities that they've, that they've brought about. Those are teachers who are really themselves on a journey of, of evolution. Yeah. And that bringing the light, that seeing the child light up, that, that, that watching the child realize the opportunities, that is really what makes going to school, I believe, for many of the teachers I interviewed, worthwhile. And it makes it really a life calling. 
I mean, ah, now you see, we don't have much time, but Kimon, you've, you've raised something, this idea of the life calling. And it's something we were talking about off end. We've literally got a minute. But there are many teachers today who perhaps don't see it as a life calling. And I'm thinking about when we were kids and someone said, what do you want to be? And it would be, I want to be a teacher or a nurse or a, or a, or a, a, a fireman or a policeman because there was something about that position which, which echoed this idea of the life calling. It's a challenge now. We don't see that necessarily so much anymore. Yeah, and I believe it's also a choice. As as Wilson said, it wasn't his his first choice. His yeah. first choice was to be an investment analyst. Another Thank one of the teachers. His first choice one. was, was <laughs> his fir- his first choice was to become a pilot. Yeah. And many of the teachers I've interviewed came into teaching not because it was necessarily their great calling, but through various circumstances. But the choices they've made about the attitude that they bring to to the profession and to teaching. That, I believe, is a calling. Your attitude is your choice, and your attitude can be your calling. And that, I think, is very, very powerful. Kimon Petidis, the MD of Social Innovations and the author of Where Light Shines Through and Tales of Can-Do Teachers in South Africa's No-Fee Public Schools. And it's been published by Bookstorm. It's a wonderful book and, as I said, inspirational. Gives you good, good feelings. Then on the line we had Wilton and uh, Wilton is Wilton Phillips is the acting principal at Hans by... Um, academia in the Western Cape. He was a teacher when the book was being written and he's currently the acting principal. Running a little bit late, but we do have two voice notes that we thought would be worthwhile playing as we talk about this topic. Morning, Michelle. It's Farouk from Observatory. And on this homage to teachers, I'm sort of 65 plus now, so we have a vintage but I can remember every single teacher I had from my grade one through to my, well, I didn't do matric, but through to my ONA levels and my undergrad university and my postgrad university. How terrible is that? Every single one of them impacted me positively. So there you go. It's a lot of people. <laughs> Good. Um, my name is Lishawanolo Chomani, and um, I went to school in the East End in Johannesburg, in Alberton, and I went to to, to, to a high school called Glenbrack um, High School, that's Glenbrack Junior High School actually, and my favorite teacher then was Mr. Mochaki. Um, he was actually a teacher, an economics teacher, plus the deputy um, principal of the school. Man, this guy wanted the best for all of us. And he used to, you know, instill discipline within the school and dress code and everything, you know. He used to work more than our actually our actual um, 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 principal. So big ups to Mr. Mchaki. Lishawanala. <laughs> Big ups to all the teachers who make a difference in our world. It's just gone nine o'clock. It's time for the news. Good morning, Kirit.